This is the video you've been waiting for. I will lay out to you the seven steps to reinventing your organization. No, I'm kidding. Of course I'm kidding. There are no seven steps or three steps or 10 steps to reinventing our, our organization. Um, even though people regularly ask me this, um, or I hear people saying like, couldn't we distill, couldn't we make it easier for organizations to do that transformation if only we distilled sort of a number of steps? Um, and in a minute, I'll tell you why I believe that's that's not possible. Um, I, uh, I'm often thinking about uh, Jean-François Zobrist, um, you know, the the former leader of uh, Favi, who um, you know is often giving talks now. And then people approach him and say, "So, you know, how do you do? You know, how do you implement something like what you've done at Favi? Um, how can I do this in my organization?" And they're hoping for some, you know, step-by-step -step guide. And uh, and Zobrist's answer is very simple. He often says simply, démerdez-vous, um, which is not a very polite way word in French, and it, it basically means something like, you know, just you'll figure it out. You know, you'll, you'll find a way to do it. Um, and I, I love that, um, because these things cannot be planned. And what Zorist is sort of role modeling there is, he trusts people that if this is important enough to you, you know, you'll figure out a way to do it. Um, so I... Um, I I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Um, now, of course, you can take it too far by simply, you know, saying, you know, just figure it out on your own and reinvent the wheel. Um, this whole video series is predicated on the idea that even though there is no step-by-step -step guide, we can still learn from other people's successes and failures and not reinvent the wheel. Um, and so that we can collectively, over time, build up knowledge about, you know, how these, these transformations can, can occur. Um, but it's never a step-by-step -step guide. Um, and so how come that we, we so desperately want a step-by-step -step guide? And I think it has to do with the fact that we all have sort of this outdated um, image of how change happens that we've inherited from this mechanistic worldview of modernity, right? And that says that everything can be planned and should be planned very carefully. And then once you've planned it all, you know, you can, you can just execute it. Um, step by step in the way you've perfectly planned it uh, before. Um, and I believe that that's no longer possible or actually has probably never really worked. Um, and, you know, they, as I was preparing for this video, I realized, hmm, I, I wrote something like a summary around this in, you know, the illustrated version of Reinventing Organization. And I read this and I found it so good that I thought, like, let me do something which I, I don't think I'll do in any other video which is simply read to you what's written in here because it's going to be better than uh, you know me speaking freely to it um, and uh, and that you know um, basically also says that when I was saying that everything I'm going to share in these videos is stuff that I've learned since the book came out well apparently it's not entirely true uh, but this seems to be for me to be so fundamental um, that I want this to be part of the videos um, is before you go on a journey I think you have to really question, you know, this inherited mental model um, of how change happens, because otherwise you might, you know, go at it in all the all the wrong ways. And so here in it, um, on page 138, I say, we need to upgrade how we think about change. Um, before you start a journey, it might be worthwhile to examine how you think about change in organizations. 
Like many people, you might have a mental model that stems from an orange mechanistic worldview. And that you know, worldview can do with upgrading. Let me lay a bit of groundwork. There's a difference between a complex and a complicated system. Uh, at Favi, they have a great metaphor um, to explain the difference. An airplane, like a Boeing or an Airbus, is a complicated system. Um, there might be tens of thousands of parts, but they all respond to a linear logic. Take out one part at random, and a good engineer will be able to tell you exactly if and how the plane is still able to fly. Now take a bowl of spaghetti, and that is a complex system. You know, it has only a few dozens parts, you know, way less than the Airbus than the uh, Airbus or the Boeing. But tug at the end of one strand of spaghetti that stick out, sticks out of the bowl, and even the most powerful computer in the world will not be able to predict what will happen. Now, our dominant mental model for chains comes with a hidden assumption that organizations are complicated systems like an airplane. According to this model, if we are smart in our analysis, we can plan a change effort for the next two or even five years. And once we have a smart plan, it simply takes disciplined execution. But the reality is that organizations are almost always complex systems, like the bowl of spaghetti. That's why so many large change efforts fail. So how can you help a complex system transform? Well, just think carefully about the first step that you want to take, and perhaps about the second that might follow. But no more than that. And then listen carefully in the spirit of sense and respond. To stay with the metaphor, if we want to untangle the spaghetti bowl, we start by looking at it from all sides. And when we think we found the most promising strand of spaghetti to pull on, we start to do so carefully. If it keeps coming, we keep pulling. If we seem to hit a knot, then it's time to pause, take a good look again, and start pulling somewhere else. The truth is that our organizations are so complex that however smart we are, we can't predict what will happen when we introduce even just one big change. New expected opportunities might open up that we can seize, and certainly some parts of the system will scream because something is out of balance. So let's just start with one or two changes that make most sense for us now. And then let's listen carefully for where the next change in the system you know, is, is calling for. This requires a new stance for le from leaders, a stance that shows confidence and strong commitment to the journey, as well as a willingness to say openly that any pretense of a comprehensive upfront plan would be comforting, but an illusion. And that change is never entirely painless. You know, for a while, things will be out of balance and confusing until you make the next big change. And then something will again be out of balance and confusing until you make the next big change. Some people will likely be unhappy about this and criticize you. They're still in the old mindset and they want you to protect them from pain and refuse to listen when you say, you know, protecting from pain is beyond anyone's power. Careful though. I've seen leaders who've taken this insight too far and responded to any and all criticism in the transformation with, well, pain is just part of the transformation. Um, so this is interesting terrain for leaders. You know, stay open for valid input um, while learning to set aside some of the misguided criticism that comes from people thinking that you can have a perfect plan 
and protect them from any pain or confusion that will happen in that journey. So yes, um, I think this is fundamental. Um, don't think that you can plan this whole effort. Don't think that you know this can even be carried by the top team, like I see it in some organizations. Um, the best you can do is uh, look carefully at this bowl of spaghetti that is your organization and think about what is the first thing that I want to start of. And there's going to be some videos about you know thinking what this you help you think through what this first step might be. Um, but just take a first step and then see what happens, and then take a second step and then a third step, um, and that will make your journey so much easier than the pretense that you can plan everything up front. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.